This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. Hello everybody and welcome to the Super J Cast. I'm Joel, joined by Damon McDonald. It is Wednesday the 1st of December. We can start opening our advent calendars here. I'm so excited about that. This is episode 187 of the J Cast. Uh, Damon, how are you doing? How are you, my friend? I am so excited to do this show. Um, it feels like forever since we last communicated. I, uh, I disclosed to Joel that I wanted to save everything for the show. I didn't want to know any details. I didn't want to know. I didn't want to know anything. Um, so I just gave him like a congratulations and just real quick shit. I kind of looked like a sounded like a real jerk off, but I wanted to save it to the show. But I, I so I told him that. Uh, but now it's here. It's here. Our show is here. So how is it going to baby Joel? You know what? It's surprisingly well, surprisingly smoothly, all things considered. I thought, I imagined it was going to be absolute chaos. Right. Um, well, I don't know where to start, really. I mean, the actual the, the birth itself um, was a bit scary. Oh, <laughs> no, really? Yeah, we were booked in for the C-section, and that means me and Mally are sitting uh, together. She's lying down, obviously. There's a little curtain just sort of below her head, so you can't watch being uh, vivisected in front of us uh so it was all, all going well and she's obviously quite quite panicky and she sort of squeezed my hand say talk to me talk to me so sure. i like to sort of do this sort of kind of rambling monologue of positivity oh it's gonna be so great blah, 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 blah. Uh, a bit like commentating pro wrestling really it's not easy <laughs> not easy when you're put on the spot like that right. i didn't have any notes i didn't have chris samson preparing anything for me no stats. No stats? <laughs> no stats. You know, most people uh, survive for C-sections, dear. <laughs> 87% just walk away. <laughs> Can you imagine? Uh, and uh, so then the doctors, about halfway through it, go, oh, you, you can see your son's head now. Do you want to have a look? <gasps> I foolishly said yes. <laughs> this is still oh. peeing over the curtain. I was like, oh, I did not want to see that. Wait, so uh, so the head is is outside the stomach and and she's yeah. opened up and yeah, you're looking yeah, at that's it? my wife's guts. Oh, my God. With the head poking out. Uh, and I'm a bit squeamish at the best of times. So, so I saw that and I was like, oh, wish I hadn't. Wish I hadn't. <laughs> but okay, sitting back down again. But then, like we had in the birth band, Mally was really keen on having some skin-to-skin contact afterwards okay. uh, as soon as Arthur had been delivered. And then she kept asking about that after he'd been taken out. And so I was asking the doctors, because, of course, when they take him out, you've got one team of doctors working on patching up Melly and another team working on the baby to right. clean him up. So I was asking the baby team, like, can we have skin to skin, please? And they were just completely ignoring me. And they were all like, fuss. They, 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 I, could, I could just sense a bit of panic. Uh-oh. They were just like sort of frantically doing stuff and the stethoscopes and, you know, the little sort of, squeezy thing to take fluid. the fluid out of his lungs and, yeah. and he wasn't crying very loudly and I was like uh oh because they were just completely stonewalling me and I was like oh no oh no something's wrong and then I started to get all faint and I was like oh my god I'm gonna I'm gonna pass out so <laughs> my head between my knees and Manny's like is everything okay what's what's going on and I was like yeah yeah fine fine everything's fine oh my god <laughs> like so that was 
pretty scary, but fortunately he was okay. He ended up, he, he had the cord around his neck. So, oh. Uh, he had a bit of trouble breathing at first and getting the, the fluid out of his lungs, but it, he, he was fine. He had a few hours in the, well, I, I mean, I went to see him afterwards and they had him in, it looks like a, basically an astronaut helmet. And they said, oh, we'll just give him some oxygen for a few hours to make sure he's okay. Okay. And I was like, so is he okay? And they said, we'll, we'll see you in a few hours. Oh. I was like, okay, that's not very reassuring. No. And they was like, how's Mally? Can I see her? And they're like, oh no, you can't see her for a few hours. She's in recovery. Oh so my I was God. Like, so what, should I just go home then? And they're like, yep, we'll, we'll call you in. So, oh, did yeah. you go to the bar? I would have went right to the bar. <laughs> oh, no, this was, uh, I, I, I suppose I could have done. I just, uh, I went home to hang out with Esther. So All right. she, she's been looked after by the nanny. I was about um, to say, she's just hanging out in the house by herself. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, holding the fort. Uh, but yeah, imagine. eventually, a few hours later, I got a call. And everything's fine. Baby's fine. Manny's fine. It was great. How uh, terrible were those two fucking hours, man? Uh, not great. Not yeah. great. Quite scary because I'm a bit of a worrier when it comes to things like this. Because, uh, you know, we haven't had the best of luck when it comes to stuff over the last. Well, maybe that's not fair. We have been quite lucky in a lot of ways. We're lucky now is the important thing. All right. uh, so basically my week of paternity leave was just hanging out with Esther and going out, taking her out to play, doing cool stuff with her because uh, the, the first few days at the hospital was just like the baby gets wheeled into Mally's room every three hours for a bit of tit and then off it goes and she's watching Netflix in bed. So <laughs> it's pretty chill for her. Uh, now we're back home. He's He's a lovely little boy. He's... I want to say he's very, very quiet. He's, he seems a lot quieter than Esther, so he sleeps a lot. He's he's not very fussy, but at night time, he started getting very wriggly. So okay. we're trying to sleep, and then he's like, <laughs> which is, in a lot of ways, more irritating than crying. <laughs> so right. he's crying, you know what's up, but with a, like, what, what, what is it? Stop it. Stop right. But uh, yeah, that's been fine. I mean, that's, that's not a huge complaint. Uh, the first few days, Esther kept getting out of her bed, coming out of her bedroom to get into bed with us because she wanted to see what was going on. She's been amazing. She's like, she loves I was going to say, how's she taken to it? Yeah. Oh, she, she adores him. She's always, well, her version of a kiss is smushing her cheek up against someone else's head. So yeah. she's repeatedly does that. Every time she sees Arthur, 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 and sort of bends over him and smushes her, her face up against him. I'm not sure if he likes it, but there you go. That's, that's big sisters for you. Uh, she's incredibly curious. Like every time we're changing his nappy or something, she's she's got this little plastic step thing. And so she, she picks it up puts it next to the changing table, climbs up and sort of peers over the side because she wants to see what's going on, which has resulted in her getting pee in the face a few times, but hasn't hasn't put her off. She's persistent, if nothing else. She shook it right off. Yeah. She's no sold it like a champ. Wow. Uh, So yeah, here I am enjoying being a father of two. It's crazy. I can't believe it. I can't believe that when we hit stop on that, on that last fucking podcast we did, you were like I kept saying to Cheryl, I was like, he's going to go. Like I was nervous about flying, and every time I got fucking nervous about flying, um, I stopped and I was like, oh my god, this dude is going to the fucking hospital, you know, to 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 have his wife deliver a child. Like and like I was just like, I, you got to get over yourself, my man. Um, so what has been, what has been the like I, I guess that two hours is the worst part. I, I can't imagine that fucking two. Hours. I would have been to the bar. I just would have been done fucking everything. I would have been like, I I need nine shots and cocaine if you have it. 
that bit wasn't so bad. I, I, I had a feeling things would be okay, but it was, it was that like sort of five, 10 minute period when they were working on mm. Arthur after they took him out. Yeah. Where, you know, my horrible brain is saying like, you know, I, I don't want to verbalize it, right, though, but right. you know, you know what I mean? Yeah, and I'm having right. to tell yes. that to Correct. Mally. Yep. Okay. It's absolutely terrifying. There's, there's nothing like it. Do you think, like you said, he's he seems quiet. Does does he have a personality at this point? Like, oh no, <laughs> absolutely not. It's like, yeah, he's just like a little there. fish, basically, right, okay, staring right through you. Maybe that was a dumb uh, question. Yeah, 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 he's very philosophical. <laughs> you can't really into like... esports. <laughs> Wait, what the fuck am I? What, what kind of dumb question is that? Um, how how is Mally? She's. She's she's holding up. She okay. she's so busy. She she never stops. She won't give herself any time to rest. Um, she's got to rest. It's been like stupid shit. Like our nanny turned up yesterday morning. Fifteen minutes in, so I was at work when this happened. Fifteen minutes in, she tells Mally, "I've got diarrhea." Mally's like, "What the fuck are you doing here? Then go home. Why didn't you tell us?" Right. Oh, my phone's broken. So she sent her home. So she was with the two kids the whole day yesterday. Which, you know, she's still recovering from major surgery. Yeah, so it's, it's very tough for her. She's she's. Very tired all the time, yelling at me all the time, <laughs> as expected. But you know, like, like like I keep saying, that is the the life of a dad is to uh, take all the shit and get none of the praise. Ah, um, uh, that's not true. Smile and, and bear it. You fucking. I mean, seriously. I mean, the 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 stress that you put on. I mean, again, she's the one sitting there on a fucking table with her stomach open. But okay, uh, you know, enough about her. Let's, let's talk about you. <laughs> I mean that's that's pretty you 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 got to be a, a bit of a rock there, and especially if you don't like you're not the best in your own mind at doing that, you still got to be that rock because if you show any signs of what the fuck, you know you're gonna put her into a panic. So yeah, yeah I mean that's not an easy thing to do. Let's not hand wave that. Yeah, and um, just in in terms of sort of the daily routine. So you know I'm up at five ish mm-hmm. off to work. As soon as work's finished back home and then it's just childcare basically for the remainder of the afternoon slash evening which again is not a complaint because i i love it i know lots of people don't it's not for everyone but you know i get home do something with esty and i'll take her swimming or something and then give her a dinner shower uh brush her teeth story time bedtime get her to sleep and by that time it's like 9 30 and i'm exhausted i want to go to bed and, right. and that's I, i've done nothing to help out with arthur so it's it's pretty flat out. But again, I I love it. I would not go back to the time before when, you know, I, my philosophy on it, Damien, is I'm, when I get to like the age of 80, I don't think I'm going to look back and think, oh, I wish I'd watch more YouTube videos. Right. <laughs> you know, I wish, I, I wish I'd worked more. You know, I, I am aware that I, I think this is a really important time for me to be spending with with my kids and my family. So, and then again, it's not for everyone. I'm not trying to say that everyone will love this one because plenty of fathers don't. And, uh, yeah, like my dad, (laughs) (laughs) but yeah, it's, you know, Christmas is right around the corner. Hopefully my parents will be able to get out here. So yeah, I'm very blessed. Very lucky man. You are. And, and you were, and I just can't believe Again, from where we were doing this show and just like the, the the giant question mark of even like ever having one and now two is unbelievable. So, I mean, I mean, 
uh, I see the little pictures on Instagram and shit. I'm like, oh, he's adorable. And speaking of which, can we just change gears real quick? Because I, I, we might as well mention it now. What the fuck was that ELP thing? <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm like, okay, what? So Somebody said me that. All, I was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> okay, I'll go and put it in the context. So right. first we need to start off by saying a massive thank you to the people who filled in for us while right, we were away. Yeah. Two, two of the, probably the best episodes of the whole show. Holy shit, yes. <laughs> Way better than the crap that we put out. So uh, Alan and Booze, who did episode 185, will definitely be having them back at some point. And then uh, episode 186, where we had uh, John and Elliot doing the Super Dad cast. We had uh, Lawrence and Evelyn, uh, Mike and Tracy, fantastic. Just so funny. Like the chemistry, just I, I could listen to both those couples for hours and hours. And then uh, Ray from Curtis, who went through to, to the trouble of getting some wrestlers to call in. They had uh, Gino Gambino, uh, Chris Charlton, uh, Robbie Eagles, Hanare, uh, Aaron Hanare, Robbie Eagles calling in with well wishes. So I put out a tweet just basically thanking them, saying, you know what, that's so awesome that you know my, my, I get baby congratulations from a bunch of these New Japan guys and thanking them. So, and, and I had a little picture of <laughs> Esther and Arthur, and then ELP replies to it with "ugly ass baby," which that is ELP language for. Yeah. Congratulations. Right, right. I'm so happy for you. So I was just like, oh, thanks, ELP. <laughs> you know, you, what a sweetie. Like, in his own way, that's a, a really nice gesture. Yeah, you know, I, that's, I appreciate it. And then I saw somebody say... I mean, it's better than, like, if it was if it was MJF we had that relationship with, he'd just, like, call my children a pair of fucking cunts or something. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't he? <laughs> right, trash. Trash. Uh, and then somebody said, like, some, uh, put that on your jacket. Like, you know how he had that light-up jacket? <laughs> yeah. I thought that was pretty funny if he did that. If he fucking did that, I would have shit my pants. Um, all right. Yeah, so let me rewind then. Um, uh, uh, how about those fucking shows? I cannot believe the effort and the – first of all, so I got that episode right when I got home. I literally walked in the door, and I got the the, the – um, Indicator that you know, indicator the e the text message <laughs> the indicator <laughs> um, that the episode was ready. Okay, I'm home. I can upload it. Blah blah blah. And it was first of all, it was over three. The file we got was over three hours, and I'm like, holy fucking shit! Because I, 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 I really wasn't in the loop of how many people were in it. Like I knew who I wanted. Like I knew the, from the people that I listened, I was like, "We got to have this." You know, I was a huge fan of of of, of uh, the Montreal couple, but for the French Canadian. Oh my god! From the minute could I heard, I, them, I might I give like, them oh. another shout out because we had yes. to keep the episode under three hours. So the plug for their radio show had to get chopped, and I want to put it back in. I, I feel terrible about that because I'm sure I'm not the only person thinking I want to listen to more of these these people. Yes. So, they have a, a it's, it's in Montreal, Canada. They have a weekly bilingual radio show at eighty nine point three CISM. Uh, some of it's in French, but it's hilarious. I was listening to it; it's really good stuff. Uh, it's on Spotify as well. Uh, I believe it's called Nightcap. I'm, I'm looking at the link now. It says Nightcap, so I assume it's called Nightcap. So yeah, if you want to check out more of uh, Lawrence and Evelyn, then you can check them out there because yeah, weren't they tremendous? I mean, they were all great, but it was just, just each pair brought something a little bit different to the table yes 
Yes. So again, I get this file. It's over three hours. I'm like, well, I mean, what the fuck? I mean, so um, Dan was like, I think we got to keep it to, uh, under three or like literally right at three. We cannot go over three because of the hosting service or whatever. So we we have hard. We have to be at three. And Dan was like, I, I got to cut some stuff. I was like, all right, we'll cut where you need to cut. And then, you know, you, you got to be the judge of it because I don't. I'm not, you know, I won't listen to it till till you you send me the final copy. So he edits, and he's like, you know, he's apologizing. I'm like, Dan, you got to do what you got to do. I mean, I I can't. I, and again, keep in mind, I haven't listened to the thing yet. He's doing a whole thing, right? Um, I get the file, and he's like, it's this is this is really good. I'm like, all right, cool. And he sent me a, like a little snippet. He first he sent me the Chris Charlton one. I was like, oh my god! I mean, how? Did, I mean, Chris Charlton did that. That was very nice of him. Blah blah blah. Not realizing that it was a part of that whole end of the show, um, where it was just those constant like phony phone call, you know, call ins that, that that they got. And, and I was like, like every 15 minutes, it was like another one. Anywho, so again, I get this file. Boom. Uh, it's just it, 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 you know it, for the people who've listened to it, you already know. But if you haven't listened to it, you know it, we don't even, we we didn't have room to put in the opening music. We couldn't even put in the opening music. Um, our uh, our uh, theme song, and it goes right on in uh, to Chris Charlton open, and then whew, away we go. I was mesmerized by everyone. Joel, the whole purpose of this was to have replacement people do our show, not to show up us. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I should have picked some of the crap entries. Right. There weren't any crap entries. There weren't. They were all great. They were all great, but they, I cannot believe the effort and the uh, the talent. They were fun. Like They listen, made the World Tag League entertaining. Yes! Yes! Like I sit here and I'm like, all right, we might not be the most knowledgeable too, but at least we have chemistry and we're funny and blah blah. I was like, they're funny. They're funnier than us. <laughs> like they have better chemistry. All of them do. Every one of them. And I'm like, motherfuckers. <laughs> Two of them were just were strangers a matter of weeks ago that I just put together. <laughs> not at random. I mean, a bit of thought went into it, but I was just like, fuck, they've got great chemistry already. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Who were the to the end? Uh, that was... Uh, Rafe and Curtis. Great. Unbelievable. They were, and they were talking like this was like their first conversation. You know what I mean? Like first full conversation. They chatted back and forth a little bit and they had things that were in common. Like they're like friends now. Like they're going to, listen, every one of them from the dad cast to uh, every one of them. If, if, if all of them don't do their own show, uh, they're, they're nuts. They, they 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 are all very talented people. Um, and again, I appreciate the effort and the fact that they – I was not expecting that. I was not – I was expecting a, a good show and a good listen and, okay, hopefully it's good. This, I thought, was one of the best things that we've ever put out. That's how good – and again, World Tag League, uh, a, a random best of the Super Junior. And they made it fun and they made it entertaining and they made it so that – it's it, that three hours flew by. Three hours flew by. I could not believe it. So, needless to say, Joel, this is going to be an annual thing. 
We oh, are. No doubt. I, I wanted to extend it. I was just sitting there looking at the, the you know, the six World Tag League Best of Super Junior shows thinking, shit, we should have got these guys to do more than I one told show. you two weeks wasn't enough. I told you. I was like, we need more. The, uh, so again, a thank my thank you is extended to everyone involved in this project. Uh, Nicole. And, and you're, you're going to get a call back. Yeah, everyone. Absolutely. And I think Nicole did. Nicole was amazing. I thought she was fantastic. Uh, like everybody brought something to the table. Uh, I was so proud of everybody. So again, I, I won't gush anymore. But um, fantastic job. If you haven't listened to it, go back and listen to it. It's fantastic listening. Uh, and I and I, I don't think there is a better review, uh, podcast or in written form, than than that show. For again, what can very easily be just fucking hand waveable nonsense. Those, every one of those groups put together a a a solid thirty minutes, forty minutes uh, of quality uh, broadcasting. Excellent job. Cola Blue asked, "Did Damon find the Regal twins while he was on holiday?" I mean, you may not have found them, but I do want to know how was the holiday. Holiday was fantastic. It was. So good. So first and foremost, flying, I, that didn't go well. Flying, the flying did not go well. Um, a little bumpy, and I had a panic attack on the plane. And Cheryl's looking at me like, you okay? And I just had my head down, and I couldn't stop crying <laughs> like a baby. Like I was just crying for an hour. I couldn't breathe. Um, and I And I felt bad because I took her. Like we had four Xanax <laughs> and I had one before we got on. She had one before she got on. And then I took the other one. I took her other one. Because <laughs> we knew I would need it back on the way back. Dude, I was I sent you a picture. I was drinking in the Philadelphia airport. Uh, was it 6 a.m. that they open? 6 a.m. I'm waiting at the bar. Like I'm there when they open up the gates. I'm the first person in drinking. And it didn't help. It didn't help. On the way back helped. Because uh, I did a little, I was a little bit heavier. I drank a little, little bit more, but that was a smooth light. That was actually really nice. Um, but go on, it sucks. So, so can I just? Oh, I, I don't want to traumatize you. That's right. right. I'm, drama. I'm just, I'm curious about how you pulled yourself back out, out of the panic attack because Xanax you know, happens to the best of us. So it, Xanax. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, I, I, I. She gave me a pill, and then I took it, and then. Maybe five or ten minutes later, I was like, I can, I can, like, it just closes up my throat. Like, it just feels like it's just somebody's grabbing my throat. I feel just <laughs> the best way I can describe it. Um, and I can't really breathe very well. And um, it just doesn't stop. And I, and it just doesn't stop. Um, yeah. So, and I hate it. Like, like if it's in a public place, that's where that's so then your mind goes to. Oh, I'm in a public place. Knock it the fuck off. You're acting like a fucking idiot. Stop it. You just fucking knock it off. And then you just go into it. And you can't. And then you just make it worse. Um, I wasn't noisy or anything. I was I was very quiet. I get very quiet. Um, but I just kind of fucking huddled in. <laughs> I was just trying to ride it out. Um, but once we were there, Joel. Holy mother of God. Is this was this was a this was a really nice resort and when we got there um so we already had we were like right on the beach in this casita and i had a pool right there steps away from the bar like i was just having and 
people would just come and be like, "You do you need a drink? You need a drink?" And so I'm in the pool and I'm I'm just drinking fucking margarita after margarita after margarita and then pina colada and they fucking made it in this coconut and it was fucking great. Um so we had a guy that kind of looked after us. Like I don't want to say it was a butler, but it was kind of like a butler. And his name was Daniel and he was so fucking nice. So I'm I'm there and I'm my fat ass is floating in the pool. And he's like, we're talking. And uh he's like, uh, you having a good time? He's like, he's just stopped. He's like, are, are you having a good time? And I was like, Yeah, dude, I'm having a fucking great time. And he goes, Is there anything I can do to make it better? And I was just like, Oh my God, this is so great. <laughs> I was like, this is the greatest thing ever. Uh the food was spectacular. It's so relaxing. Uh like I'm I'm still waterlogged from all the ocean and pool, but it was fantastic. But I do have a story to tell. <laughs> oh, so, and this is this this is part of the reason why I was kind of out of the loop, so to speak. <laughs> so I had to get um, part of the resort. They gave you a COVID test so you can get back into the fucking United States. Right? So I go it's in the morning. Like a day, two days before we had to leave. Two days before we had to leave. Go, you know, I'm in like a pair of shorts and, you know, a polo shirt and fucking a pair of slides and, you know, my bucket hat. <laughs> Looking like I just got out of a fucking Stone Roses concert. Um, and we're walking back from the place. And she's like, well, you want to go to this restaurant, La Laguna? Get some breakfast. So it's like yeah, nine o'clock in the morning. Maybe maybe close to 10. Maybe close to 10. Cool. We walk across this beautiful little field. It's like a jungly thing. It's really gorgeous. We walk across. And then there's these two gigantic pools. Um, one's an adult-only pool. The other one is like a mixed pool. But the adult-only pool has a bar like in the pool. You can just fucking sit there and you know drink and pee in the pool if you want to. I don't know. Um, I would never do that. Um. So we're walking, and there's like a, a walkway in between those two pools, right? And it's, 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 you know, it's like tile, like everything seems like it's tiled and and marbly and very just unbelievably nice. So here's walking up. We're walking on the other side. We're going to cross this bridge. Here comes another couple and two kids, right? Probably I don't know, maybe five, six at the most, right? So I see them in the distance, whatever. So we kind of scoot to the side a little bit. And they're walking up and I see the kids. And I don't say anything, you know, I don't I'm not, I mean, not even a, a tip of the hat, you know, of yeah, you don't. Um, but in my head, I like in my mind, you know how you get like dumb thoughts? <laughs> like, like this was my thought. What would happen if I just hip checked one of these fucking kids, right? And they go just spinning into the fucking pole. How fucking funny would that be? <laughs> Right. <laughs> right. So at that exact moment that I I I that thought ends, I am like, you know how sometimes time stops? And so that I have that thought, and then the next thing you know, I'm looking at the sky. Like I see this, I see the, the sky. And I say to myself, oh my god. I'm going to fall in this fucking pool. And the next thing I know, I'm in the pool. I I will never forget the conscious 
thought in my head of, I'm going to be in this pool in just a moment or two. Boom. I'm in the fucking pool. I fall in the fucking pool. Slip in the pool. Karma paid me back. God, whatever, somebody paid me back for having that thought. Because I fucking did a little... So you literally just thinking. You, you, yep. This thought pops in your head and then you slipped and fell in the pool. I not just karma. slipped. I fell, like I was up in the air. My hip hit the edge of the bridge and then I... Like it was nothing to hold on to. Oh, Christ. Boom, into the pool, right? And I'm underneath the water. And I... And I again, time is... Seconds seemed like hours. And I look, and I can never open my eyes in the water, but I did this time. And I remember seeing the surface, and I just remember thinking, what the fuck? Like, I was just so angry that, like, ah, I'm in the fucking pool. Whew. I get up. I don't know. Before I even get up, I'm, you know, I'm still in the pool, and I reach for my pockets because my phone is in there, my wallet's in there. And before I even get to the surface, I have the thought, I get in my pockets, reach my phone. And the first thing that pops out is the phone. And then I pop out, right, like to the surface. And Cheryl's like, oh, my God, are you okay? Whatever. And then, you know how you're just kind of like wiping water from your face. And I look, and the little kid is looking at me. Right? And he's got this shit-eating smirk, like a half I shouldn't. I, I know I shouldn't be laughing, but I want to laugh. Kind of look, and I look at him, and I go, "Go ahead and laugh. I deserve it." <laughs> like he knew. <laughs> no, well, I'm thinking this. This child has uh, telepathic and telekinetic yeah. powers, so he he knew what you were thinking, and then threw you into the pool with his psychic powers. Yes, I I looked at. I was like, "All right, yeah, all right, yeah, you got me." And the and the mom was like, "Oh my god, are you okay?" Blah, blah, blah. So the next thing I know. Well, Cheryl gets my wallet. By the way, that's the third time in, in, in less than a week that my wallet was in submerged in a pool. Like I would get bombed and just go in the pool. And I have my wallet every fucking time. There's a picture of us laying out money to dry at the pool and my credit cards and everything. <laughs> laying out on the on the on the side of the pool outside because it was warm and sunny to dry. That was the th- that was the third time it was in there. Next thing I know, whew, here come like lifeguards and fucking everybody, right? I'm like, um, yeah, I'm fine, I'm fine. I'm, I'm, I'm more embarrassed than anything else. Fine, and I'm dripping like I'm not in any swim trunks. I'm, I'm in like regular shitty shorts, and so everything's just waterlogged. And I sit on a chair, and Cheryl's like, "Are you okay? You're right." I'm like, "Yeah, I'm fine, I'm fine." I'm just, but and she knows it's just I'm more embarrassed than anything else. I'm just like, "Oh, I'm fucking embarrassed." So uh, she's, I was like, "I don't know. Do you want to get breakfast?" And she's like, "Well, why don't we go back to the." <laughs> fucking room and you could change and then we'll go back fucking change and blah 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 so now i'm paranoid of this fucking bridge now every time i gotta cross it but you gotta cross it to get to this restaurant um yeah so that was it so so i didn't have a phone for three days right so if anybody tried to text me i was you know i was i was out of commission i was i was out um so i had this beer tasting the next day, and this guy Jorge, he had a nickname. It was Teddy Bear. It's fucking hilarious. And and he knew every time I went to the bar that he would put on hockey. Like I don't think hockey has ever been on in this bar in, in my entire life. And he would put on the fucking Maple Leafs game, 
every game that they played. I was I, I fucking tipped them like a hundred bucks. <laughs> I swear to God, well no, hundred bucks. Um, just because he was he just fucking every drinks coming all the time. Took the fucking Maple Leafs are on. Uh, when I came in one time, he was just laughing his ass off. He was just fucking. He saw me and he just started cracking up. And he, yeah, you know, he his English is okay, but he just he just pointed and he was like, "How was the pool?" Apparently, it was like like the whole fucking complex knew that my fat ass fell in the pool, and he, I just ne- will never forget him pointing and laughing and being like, "How was the pool?" <laughs> See, I was imagining that all the staff would be like, "Oh my god, we might have a lawsuit on our hands. This is unsafe. How did one of our guests?" Walk? But no, they're just actively laughing and, and knocking you <laughs> to your face. <laughs> but they do it. I was like, "You motherfucker!" Uh, I mean, at first they were they, they were like, "Oh my god, you okay?" You know, I mean, I, it was like. They just swarmed on me um, to make sure I was all right. And once I was okay. But then afterward, it was ball-busting central. Fucking Jorge. Uh, he was great. He was he was so great. Um, anyway, I know I'm rambling on 32 fucking minutes. But um, it was fantastic. It was great. Uh, I want to go back tomorrow. And if I just could find a way to just, you know, stick some kind of anesthesia in me so I don't have to worry about flying. It, here's the problem. After I, after this, though, I told Cheryl, I was like, I have to get some professional help for this. Like, I, 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 I'm, 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 cons- I'm, I'm resigning to the fact that I can't do this by myself. And I'm worried. Like, I could have easily been like, fuck it. I ain't getting on the plane. Fuck that. I mean, dude, remember the last time I was going to Japan? I was telling you. I was like, I can't get on the plane. You're like, uh, do what you got to do. But uh, come on, just fucking get on the plane. You're going to be good. And going back, I was bitching about it. Um, it's become a, such a problem that I'm afraid I'm going to miss out on something. That, that like, experiences in life. So I, I got to get this fucking thing sorted out. And I don't know, I don't know who would help with that um, or how long it would take or whatever it is. But I gotta get it fucking sorted out because it's really starting to get on my nerves. Yeah. Uh, well, wish you luck with that. I definitely think you should. I have to. About time that uh, you. Well, it does it's not, it's not like I'm going to go back to fucking Japan anytime soon, right? <laughs> nice segue. <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, yeah. So we got some border closures with this fucking COVID. It's <sighs> never ends. I, you know, I, I don't have the the emotional energy left to get worried or upset about the same. I was like, fuck it. I'm not blah. Borders are going to be tightened up getting yeah. into Japan, basically. So the, the gist of it is new visas, forget it. So don't expect to see any new fresh face. faces in Japan anytime soon. Uh, but it's conf- been confirmed by the president of New Japan. Will Ospreay will definitely be there for Wrestle Kingdom. Mm-hmm. Um, and Wrestlers who have current visas will be able to get into. I think the issue now is, my understanding is a full 14-day quarantine. So anyone who wants to be at Wrestle Kingdom is basically going to be spending uh, Christmas in oh, a hotel. And so. he's guaranteeing Will Ospreay is going to be there? Yeah. Okay. How the fuck? I mean... I mean, Osprey's tweeted out. He said he's going to be there as well. Okay. I mean, I appreciate yeah. the effort, but I mean, so I feel like some of that shit's out of their hands. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't think they'd be saying that if they thought they couldn't. I mean, I suppose there's a chance that things might get worse and they just stop people coming in altogether. We can't rule that out. But, uh, right. I mean, what well, Osprey said he's going to be there. I, you know, I'm not going to hold my breath and expect others to be there, you know, like Jay White, 
David Fumi, you don't think Jay's going to be there? I don't know. I I don't know what to think with Jay White anymore. I mean, we'll cut, we'll talk to him later actually when we talk about El Fantasmo. But the, the the important nugget of information here is that according to New Japan, at least the the main events are safe for Wrestle Kingdom. So okay. there's that, and and also it looks like things uh, domestically at least are on the way up in terms of attendances. I think I've read some reports that we're looking at higher attendances. So maybe full Korakuans was my understanding and maybe like a half Tokyo Dome, which is better than a kick in the teeth. Yeah. Um, I mean, listen, I have to take everything that anybody says with a grain of salt. Like I you just, I, you know, I, I wish we knew we don't and i don't think anybody does and i know everybody's trying to be optimistic and everybody's trying to put a you know we got a month you know we got a month and uh, i don't know i don't like i you know who i worry about i worry about like staff and like there's a lot of people that new japan employees that i don't know i feel like it's got to be pretty stressful on them. Just every, you know, just when you think you're you know, the lights at the end of the tunnel, it's like, oh, another fucking thing. And I know that they had a lot of 50th anniversary plans, man. You know, they had a lot of plans. Um, I don't know if, if a lot of that's going to happen or it's going to go through or. I mean, look, if they're. If they're if they think there's going to be a problem, how are they going to open it up to even eighteen thousand at the Tokyo Dome and have a full court? Does that make any sense? I think it's sort of preventative. So they feel that they've got things under control domestically, and they want to stop this new variant from coming into Japan. Right, it's already there. What do you think of that? <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, it's everywhere. I'm sure it's right. everywhere. Right, it's already there. Um. Uh, I, I mean, look, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It's no, It makes me depressed. It really does. It makes me fucking depressed that this is now the third Wrestle Kingdom that is impacted by this, right? This is the third one that's impacted by it? Uh, no, this will be the second one, the 2021. Oh, uh, right. We were there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Remember? No, I don't. <laughs> that's the problem. Um it feels like it's three. That's for fucking sure. All right. Well, look. What I mean, what are you, what are we going to talk about? Oh, fingers crossed, right? Fingers crossed. Yeah. Well, you know, there's no point analyzing it. Right? We'll we see what happens. We'll see what the card is and uh, analyze it then accordingly. So uh, there you go. Let's uh, dip into. The <laughs> we would just try to drag out the non wrestling talk as long as humanly possible. Right, because there is no wrestling talk for us. <laughs> uh, okay. So best of the super juniors. Uh, I'm looking at the points tallies now. It's quite even, but at the moment we have show sitting on top three points clear of everyone else. So he's got 12 points and the next closest person is El Desperado on nine. We've got uh, Taguchi, Kanemaru and Ishimori on eight, Hiromu at seven. Then everyone else is on six or four. So yeah, show getting an, an early lead here. Um, how do you see this one playing out? I don't imagine Show's going to win because, no. you know, they usually do this with tournament stories that they'll have a heel taking 
uh, an early lead and then other people trying to catch up. And of course, show's whole gimmick this time has been the house of torture, the Oof. wrench attacks, the run-ins, the bullshit. So they've been um, literally beating, well, his opponents have been beating over the head with it. Uh, we have been figuratively beating over the head with it. Um, do you still think this is the big Hiromu comeback? Yeah. Right. I mean, what else, what else would they do with Hiromu? At, you know, I mean, that's the way you got to think. Look at it, right? Like what? Like if they said, okay, we're not going to give him, you know, the 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 junior main event at any one of these dome shows. Like, what would you do with him, right? It's he's, tag him with Bushi, right? Right. So yeah, he's. This is the this is the the winning streak begins, and he'll go on a tear, and he's got to win it. There's no one else, right? There's no one else that they're putting in that spot. Like this is this is again, we complain about it all the time, Joel. But this is hand it, it's carved in stone, right? That Yo gets the upper hand here at that final night, right? Didn't we talk about that earlier? Yes, I mean they were telling the story early on with Yo with him going on the losing streak, but now he's picked up 6 points. So he's put that behind him, but yeah, with Show on this sort of monstrous tear and dominating the blocks and Yo starting slowly, surely that is the direction for Yo to get the the upset and spoil Show on the final night, whilst Hiromu probably beats Robbie Eagles to win the tournament. Right. That's I mean Or get through to the finals. I don't, I don't even know how it works. Is it is is it first against second? Is that how it works? I've done the most basic <laughs> research. I think so. I think that's it. Um I, I, unless they change it. Um yeah. So again, all the bullshit that we see with show is there for us to get angry and oh fuck him, this sucks, house of torture, blah blah blah, and then yo fuck gets his win back, um, and away we go. Well, right? We've got ELP versus Despy as well on the final night, so probably ELP, yeah, going into the final because he just beat Hiromu right a couple of days ago, right? So Hiromu's got to get that win back, right? Yep, I mean. It seems there's absolutely no reason for them to do anything different. There really isn't. As much as surprises and there, I mean, there's just at this point in November, on November 30th, a month away from the fucking dome shows, you we just want cookie cutter. We would just want to get to the other side of this, right? We just want to get to the other side of it. So they're not going to do anything wacky. They're not going to. And, and here's the thing. Uh, those, there's nothing that they can bring to the table that's going to be any different than what they have right now, right? So again, not to harp on the COVID stuff, but you know, we're not going to get guys from Mexico being flown in. We're not going to get surprise AEW guy. It's it's Hiromo because he's the best guy in that fucking division. And I'm looking at the World Tag League standings as well. Oh, and I boy. wanted to check if Naito and Sanada, they... Oh, yes. Okay. Right. I'll tell you what's going to happen Go in ahead. this tournament. So we've got Naito, Sanada, and Dangerous Techers, Taichi and Zach. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We hype ourselves up thinking, ah, maybe I can pull a Ken Griffey Jr. rookie card. But with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates... It's all just a shot in the dark until now. Introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com. 
Dot.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view of all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now, when I buy slab packs at Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. I was able to open an Arena Club slab pack, and, and I'll be honest, it was a lot better than what you normally do. Say you go to a card show, and there's a random innocuous brown bag of cards and yeah you can open it and look it's going to be junk you're you you know what i mean like you know what you're probably going to get in those maybe you find that fun and sometimes i do sometimes i like just opening up cards and saying hey look at some random cards whatever but if you're really in this game to to find value and find particular cards it sucks to have to buy these mystery packs and it ends up being you know almost nothing you know nothing of value not with arena club you can display, again, of all available cards, hit rates, grading, so you know that when you're opening up the slab pack, you are going to get something valuable. You are getting something good. And Arena Club, in addition to having those great slab packs we just talked about, is also a marketplace for card collecting, buying, trading, selling, displaying, all that sort of stuff. But those Arena Club slab packs, man, they are revolutionizing the repack game with transparency. After your polls are revealed, they'll immediately be placed in your vault for safekeeping or trading and selling, and you can have them officially graded by Arena Club as well. So again, setting these things off, it's going to be officially graded by Arena Club. And the Arena Club grading process is accurate, fast, and transparent with full grade rationale provided and explanation of how your card was scored. So whether you're buying, selling, trading, or displaying, Arena Club is the card collecting platform that you have to check out. So right now, I've got a special offer here for Voices of Wrestling Network listeners. You can get 10% off of your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash V-O-W-Net. Again, that's arenaclub.com slash V-O-W-Net. Now, that's a crazy offer. That's 10% off a $400 slab pack. $40 off right there. 10% off your first purchase. No matter what that purchase is, 10% off. Off. Again, that's arenaclub.com slash VOWnet. Arenaclub.com slash VOWnet for 10% off your first purchase on Arena Club. And we thank them for sponsoring the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network. Sitting at 10 points. Then we have Tanahashi and Yano, Goto, Yoshihashi, Okan and Hanare, GOD, and Farley and Chase at 8 points. So I think those are probably the only teams worth talking about. Yeah. And what I envisage happening here is probably the it's probably the same thing we talked about before. Uh, final night we got Sanada and Naito against Yujiro Evil, so we're resuming the Naito Evil feud here. So I see Lij winning that one, right, and going through to the final. They'll be in the, the top two. We also have um, the United Empire team, Hanare and Okan against God. This one is a little harder to call. I, I I'm leaning towards. United Empire winning that one and making their way to the final as well. And then the other significant match would be Yoshihashi and Goto against Dangerous Techers. I don't think Dangerous Techers will go through to the final, so I'd say Yoshihashi and Goto just spoil them there. Then a final of Hinari and Okan against Sanada and Naito. And Hinari and Okan beat Sanada and Naito last night, actually, in what was a really good match. I, I had it on in the background and I enjoyed it a lot. The, the closing stretch was... Very, very good. Some really good sort of back and forth and, and interplay between uh, Hinari and Okan. Some they, they worked on some team moves, and uh, it was Sonata eating the pinfall at the end uh, from Okan. So that one was really good, actually. I would recommend checking that out. But I would expect a final where Lij get the win back over United Empire. So I think it will probably be um, 
Senada and Naito winning this tournament and going on to challenge for the tag titles again. Mm. How's it? I mean, I would have really look one of those nights that they have. They they would have to because because what else are we doing with? You know, we say that a lot. Like, what what would they do with this person? What would they do with that person if they don't? Like, it seems like there's a lot of that. Like this year, you have your main players, but there's a lot of guys that you're just like, okay, well, what what are they going? To? Like, are they just going to shove them in a fucking rumble? You know. Um, but yeah, I, th- I mean, we called it from the beginning, and not like we were breaking new ground with that prediction either. But yeah, I mean, Sonata and, and, and Naito, that's that's what they're going to do this this winter, right? That's, yeah. that's what they're doing well, this zone season. Having said that, I mean, it will probably be G.O.D. in the final. I can't imagine. <laughs> I can't imagine G.O.D. being over here working this tour and then not being in the final, to be honest. But, um, I, 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 I can't, would, I I can't like imagine Hanare and, and, and Okan. Like, all right, so uh, like, let's say they lose. Well, now what, what, what do they do? <laughs> you know, is it never six man title? Like, I just want a fucking break for Hanare, and that has nothing to do with him being so kind and doing the little voicer for you. But uh, I just feel like they're just spinning their wheels a little bit here, right? Don't you think? Yeah, absolutely. I I keep saying I would love them to win this tournament. I think it will be a fresh coat of paint for the division, and. From what I've watched from them in this world tag, they're really good. Yeah, they've got really good chemistry as a tag team, and both of them working extremely hard. They've been putting good, prominent spots here. So who knows? Maybe they will surprise us. Who's been the tag team that you've uh, are given the turd award? Uh, which ones? Which matches have you been? And it's not like we've watched fucking everything, mind you. But uh, from what you've seen, who's just been like, oh, you, you got to be kidding me. Well, I said on Twitter yesterday, this uh, great Bashir team, Honma oh. and Maccabay. When Tomwaki Honma is the mobile one in the team, the one who's got to take all the bumps, then you know you're in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> Toki Maccabay is barely off his feet. I don't think he's taken three bumps the entire fucking tournament, to be honest with you. Uh, I think it's a toss-up. Has Fale taken a back bump? I don't know if Fale, I don't think, and again, I haven't watched everything. Has Fale, from what you've seen, taken one back bump? I have not seen it. Uh, yeah, yeah. So that, that, that team would have been fine, yeah? honestly. Okay. Yeah. Um, I can't really recommend any matches that you have to go out of your way to see, apart from yesterday's main event, which, uh, and also actually the semi main was quite good. There was uh, the, uh, the uh, what are they calling themselves? Bebop Tag League? The oh, yeah. Tanash and Yano, yeah. Yeah. So they're based on, that's based on some Cowboy Bebop, isn't it? That. Yeah. No, no, no. It's, no. it's a, I've, I tweeted it. I'm going to have to try and find it now because I'm going <laughs> to. That's going to annoy me. But basically, it was a very popular, long-running manga series about a pair of delinquent school high school kids, okay. um, and their names happen to be Hiroshi and Toru. Right. So, hence the the gimmick, and they're dressing up together and, and quaffing their hair. They look really good together, actually. And yeah, they had a, a surprisingly entertaining match with Dangerous Techers. There was a lot of shenanigans and, and silliness in it. It was quite funny. Um, yeah, so they're cosplaying the two main characters from Bebop High School, a popular manga from the 80s that ran for a long time and has a bunch of adaptions. Uh, it arguably established the high school delinquent comedy genre. And, oh. Yeah, there you go. 
Well, what's uh, so, uh, what did I say? Cowboy Bebop? Is there a Cowboy Bebop? There is Cowboy Bebop, which is really good, actually. I, you know, I'm not a big anime guy, but that's one of the few that I have watched. I have watched and I think is really good. So, yeah, Bebop High School. You were not a million miles away. Um, the other match I would recommend from the World Tag League, I don't know if you saw this one. It's the opening night, actually, the Suzuki-Gun clash. Taka and Suzuki against Dangerous Tech is where they basically just beat the shit out of Taka Michinoku for about 15 minutes. <laughs> just great moments with like Taka just getting absolutely battered. He's in pain. He's sort of trying to limp back to, to get Suzuki for the hot tag. He's trying to tag out to Suzuki. And Suzuki's like, oh, fuck that. You, you go sort this mess out. Right. <laughs> Suzuki refusing to tag in. <sighs> and the, the finish was great as well where Taichi hit him with the like Mephisto. I didn't pin him, just let him lie there for the 10 count. So it was just basically Takamichi and Oku eating shit. Eating fucking oh, everything. And then, nice. and then they all sort of uh, did the Suzuki Gun gesture at the end. And like, okay, you, you've taken your lumps. Welcome back. We'll, we'll let you back in now. So that is the only other World Tag League match, apart from the ones I've mentioned, that I think I, I would recommend people go out of their way to watch. It's been pretty sluggish, hasn't it? Yeah, and even like just for, for world tagging is always slow, but the best of the super juniors, there's just absolutely no buzz whatsoever. It's stone cold, and it's been good. I mean, I've I've just got bullet points here from stuff that I've enjoyed. Uh, hey guys, it's me, Jem says. With him having been arguably best of the super juniors MVP this year, is it time to give Kanemaru something to do as a singles wrestler? I'm not saying they have to put the title on him, although I wouldn't complain. But a program with a champion would at least be fresh and exciting. So, yeah, Kanemaru has been really good, particularly his match against Sho, which you might argue is a proof of concept for the whole show thing, where they just were sort of out, trying to out-shenanigan each other. Yeah. And then Kanemaru, being the, the wily, crafty veteran, manages to get one over. The closing sequence of that with them sort of throwing the referee at each other back and forth was really, really fun. I enjoyed that match a lot, and I cheered audibly when Kanemaru managed to beat show. So that was a really cool moment, a very good match. And yeah, it just it seems that when you have these sort of ultra-heelish heels like show and Evil, giving you the, the payoff with them losing against another heel, but one that people actually like, is more satisfying than giving a baby, a baby face. Yeah. So, you know, Jeff Cobb being the one to derail even in the G1. And here, Kanemaru getting the win over Show and Best of the Super Juniors. So, I mean, like we said, we, we think it's ultimately going to be Yo who ends up eliminating Show from the tournament. But, uh, yeah, Kanemaru's been very, very good so far. He's uh, always what, good. Uh, and he was also the uh, the MVP in the Dangerous Techers versus Bebop Tag League match yesterday where he tied uh, Bebop Tag League's feet together whilst Zach and Taiji had them in submission moves and they were unable to hop back to the ring Ugh. to make the 20. 20- 20 counts. So Kanemaru making waves in both tournaments there. So uh, yeah, he, he lost to Despi in the, the most recent match, but he said that he would like to challenge Despi for the junior heavyweight title. So That'd what be fun. do you think? Would, yeah, would you like to see Kanemaru get a bit of a push? Yes, I would. Yes, I would. I would love to see a Despi Kanemaru. I don't know about feud, but you know, a little uh, couple couple defenses would be nice. I'd like that. I don't think anybody would complain about that. Um, yeah, I mean, look, the the limited information that people share with me about their enjoyment of either one of those two tourneys, by far, more people are talking about Best of the Super Juniors. But it's not like, you know, my new phone is blowing up with uh, 
a lot of a lot of uh, feedback. It does feel like again, it to me it feels like people are just kind of let's let's just power through this and and get to where we need to go. Um, on a scale of one to ten, to Baby Joel, uh, how do you think this year's Best of the Super Juniors has been? Ten being an all time classic, one being. I want to jump out a window. In terms of in-ring quality, I'll, I'll give it a solid seven. Wow. Like nothing's been bad. And seven? The, the the good matches have been really enjoyable, but the the crowd stuff is really hurting it. And I don't want to keep going on and on about that, but it is, it's really difficult. They just, they seem even quieter than usual. Um, I mean, there's, there's been stuff that stood out. I've just, again, made bullet points here about stuff I enjoyed. Obviously the, Hiromu against Despi main event. The draw that they had was very, very good. Of course, yep. they got tremendous chemistry and there was a lot of callbacks to the previous matches that they had and, and playing off stuff that they'd done before. And they, they did some really interesting stuff uh, just going flat out, right, right from the bell, just launching themselves at each other, which was sort of throwing you off the scent for the time limit draw. Because, you know, you see them just flying at each other. And you think, oh, well, there's no way this is going the, the full 30, but but it did at the end. And yeah, that was a very good match. I think El Fantasma is worth talking about as well, because there's been some uh, scuttlebutt. He might be moving to heavyweight. He made some comments about Jay White. So he beat uh, Hiromu in the main event of the most recent show. And then he specifically called out Jay White in his post-match promo in the ring and said that if Jay doesn't make it to Wrestle Kingdom, then dot, dot, dot. So maybe... He could be earmarked as the next Bullet Club guy. I mean, we don't know what's happening with Jay White. Who knows? It's just impossible to say. Classic Cat says two related questions. One, do you think the ELP Jay White stuff is a sign that Jay's on his way out? And two, if Jay is on his way out, who would you put in charge of Bullet Club? Um, so, yeah, ELP, I, I'm seeing a bit of a change in him. I mean, I, I've made this point before about when you have the House of Torture big heel in a block or in a tournament. That means people who would normally be doing cheating shenanigans, i.e. Bullet Club, have to tone it and dial it back a bit. And I think this has been the case with El Fantasma. Like he had a, a really good and quite serious match with his tag partner, Taiji Ishimori. That was really good. His match with Robbie Eagles was really good. Yeah. And I, you know, I'm not putting him on the same level in terms of wrestler, uh, how, you know, the quality of a wrestler that remains to be seen. But it's hard not to make comparisons with Kenny Omega when he was a junior doing all the Shit sort of silly up, yeah. comedy shenanigans, you know, the, the chainsaw shaved arm thing. And then when there was talk about him moving to heavyweight and being a serious main event, people were like, oh, what, this guy? No, yeah. he's, a, he's a comic junior. So could El Fantasmo make that transition from slightly comedic junior heavyweight to serious heavyweight contender? Yes. Could he possibly be a leader for the Bullet Club? What, what do you think? Uh, you know, I think he's very underrated because, again, what you're getting is junior tag, sometimes filler for world title defense, et cetera, et cetera. That's, that's, but he is really fucking fantastic in the ring. Um, I'll, I'll go back. I don't think Jay White's going anywhere. I, 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 I don't. I just think that there's just so many question marks that they don't know what the fuck to do with a guy. Um, could he sit at strong? And I mean, we've seen him there, 
But there's so much start and stop with him. I don't. Who knows? I mean, between all the shit that was online with 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 God, between the stuff on fucking Impact with with Kenny, the fuck, you know, you don't even. Who knows, right? I mean, that's just been the story of his year, though, isn't it? Teasing, yes. setting things up, and then spectacularly failing to deliver. It's been that's not his fault, though. That's not, yeah, I-, I don't know whose fault it is, but collectively, I mean, whoever we're blaming. From that wrestling match, just just <laughs> drop the ball in the fucking mud, haven't they? Oh, oh my god! I mean, I mean that that post match promo was a highlight of his fucking year. <laughs> that that Wrestle Kingdom post match meltdown was the highlight of his year. It's crazy. Yeah, it's been a lot of that. It's been a lot of stops. You know, it kind of reminds me of, and it's funny that you bring up Kenny. In that, uh, that whole, if you remember back, the Ibushi AJ Styles match, Kenny's at ringside. And apparently that was all ad lib. That stare, the famous stare, was all ad libbed. Um, could I see? It's funny that you mentioned that because you are spot on in the fact that Kenny was probably, I mean, I'm, look, after he turned heavy and 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 all the stuff that happened, he there's no doubt he is the most the like the the divisive pro wrestler in in the history of of us doing a show, no doubt. But like, if you rewind back to when he was a junior, people fucking thought he was the shit, and I mean not the positive shit, the shits. Like just because of all the the nonsense comedy bullshit that sh- right the chainsaw with the fucking stubbly, stubbly arm, and then look at what fucking happened. Could he be that guy? ELP. That's a great scenario, actually. Interesting. I I mean, I'll tell you what. I think I think ELP cuts a better promo. Right, I think like if 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 you put a little bit more polish on ELP, that could be a that's not a bad fucking call. I'm not I'm not opposed to that at all. You know, when you first said it, I was kind of hand waved it, but I think that's 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 not a bad thing. And and, and I you know think- the company are keen on him. The way that he's been yep. booked, they love him. They do like him a lot. And I will say this, like there have been people, uh, I won't name names, but you know who I'm talking about here, who have, who have communicated with us, who have said he is the most prepared guy. Was that the word they, that was used? Or the most, uh, like, like he comes to work full of ideas. And, and and prepared and I think yeah I, the consummate professional yeah like the guy that they can rely on yeah you know what you putting that out in the fucking atmosphere that's not a bad call I would not have a problem with that at all I would be I let's put it this way here's what I would say let's give them the ball let's see what the fuck happens. I would have no problem seeing what 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 that what what that would look like. That would be that would be 
I'm telling you, he's he's a better fucking promo than Kenny Omega. That's that is a that is an interesting interesting spin. I will say that I like that a lot, Joel. I like that. Yeah, if that comes to pass, then we'll. I will take a, a huge victory lap. <laughs> so we'll see. Uh, one other person I wanted to single out for praise is Robbie Eagles, who is just consistently brilliant. Everyone that he wrestles yep. with best of the Super Juniors. And of course, we uh, you, you will not hear us on the Super J-Cast disrespecting his tights, which uh, a shout out to his, uh, his Filipino heritage. So, you know, you might see other dastardly people uh, mocking his tights. Not on my watch, Damon. We like his tights. We think they're great. <laughs> Who's not? I mean, why would you knock that? No, it's, I'm, I'm, I'm joking. They're, 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 no, I, I, won't, I won't say. I won't say. It's just a, a little. I love them. I like the tights. The tights are good. Good, good, good gear. Good gear. One last thing. Louis says, in the spirit of Hinari's post-match interview, how did you guys know not November go? Damon, I'm masturbating now as we speak. I have... I have no idea what the fuck you just said. What? <laughs> no nut November. No nut November is when people don't... Jerk off? N- no no nutting through the month of November. At all? No no orgasms, yes. I was done 15 minutes into November. Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, apparently, well, according to his post-match uh, interview, Pinar has been doing no nut November. Why would anybody do this? Why would you do? Why, what is the purpose it's of insane. it? insane. <laughs> right. I, that I, that's the only thing that gives me pleasure in this world. I mean, are you kidding me? Oh my god! So, no, so no sex, no sexual activity. Yeah. So you, if you have a, a spouse or a girlfriend or a boyfriend, there's no, no nothing. You just sit there and stare at each other. What are you doing? <laughs> what, what, yes, what's the point? Why would you do? Why would you make yourself miserable for an entire right. month? No, right. is pretty shit anyway. Here's the thing, though. I know me. I would say by like the twelfth, thirteenth, I'm having a fucking weird dream, and I'm fucking. I'm jizzing all over myself and I don't even have to do anything. <laughs> What's you know that what I mean? film? 40 Days and 40 Nights. That's what happened. Oh, no, that's not what happened, is it? No. Please go oh. back and watch that. No, he was... Okay. Well, I don't think I could do it. Could you do it? Tight. No. <laughs> just like... No, I, I wouldn't even want to. No, I don't... I'm, I, let, let me t- I'm, I am... Again, 15 minutes into November, I probably fucking... <laughs> There's no way. Just the thought of it is right. making me horny. right, right. <laughs> Me not jerking off is making me want to jerk off. <laughs> Just out of spite. Oh, we had like a like a spite jerk off. I'm going to jerk off right now. <laughs> I don't know. That's, that's I would never make that sound by doing that. I would never. All right. Okay. Uh, let's move on to this uh, pro wrestling no talk. So, oh lord. Of course, we all know by now that January eighth, this uh, third Wrestle Kingdom show is going to be a New Japan versus Noah super show so uh, agent 37 says do you think we'll get any singles matches on january the 8th or do you think it will be more like all together and other similar shows with pretty no. much all multi-man tags i don't think so I, not the way that they're talking about it and the way that they're hyping it up um it doesn't feel it doesn't feel like it um no i think we're going to get some singles matches um i know everyone's excited for it and i and i think it's a different thing um and i and i'm sure the matches will be tremendous uh, I'm curious. Is this just going to be like a one-off thing? Like, like, is this going to be like a fantastic mania, where which is completely outside the New Japan canon? Um, or do you think that this will be a? I don't want to say a long-term thing, but 
do you think that it doesn't end with this show? I think there might be more. Um, Antonio says, what are your thoughts on the partnership returning and Kenta returning to Noah? So he's, I believe he's challenging for their title and possibly defending the IWGP US Championship there at Noah, the New Year event. So yeah, the fact that Kenta is appearing on one of their shows is this is more than a one-show deal. Uh, Presser says, with borders closing again, will this be the first of many shows between Noah and New Japan? Yeah. Will they start working with other Japanese promotions as well in 2022? Yeah, I mean, if this border situation continues, but maybe they, they would extend it. I think it would be smart to. I mean, the, the ticket sales are doing incredibly well. The, yep. the first batch of tickets they put out all sold out pretty much immediately. It seems that the, the domestic fans are really into this. I think everybody's into it. I think everybody was kind of surprised by the announcement. I know, I know, we were. We 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 did. We did they kept it pretty tight to the uh, tight to the vest, if you will. Is that the, the saying? Tight to the vest. Um, I know Lanza had some information on it on his uh, Patreon, but uh, yeah, I, look, I don't think anybody's shitting on the idea of, of doing this. Um, I think it's a. It's, I think it's a. Uh, a situation where it's a fail safe, where it's all these guys are already in Japan. We don't have to worry about, you know, finding a way to get these people in and keeping them, all that. Um, there's interest. There's buzz. People have talked about it. Um, there is interest. Uh, and again, I think that it helps everyone, doesn't it? I mean, I can't think of a negative. Like, does it, the only negative I've heard, and I don't agree with it, to be very clear, is that. Is Noah a promotion that is, and I put it in air quotes, worthy of a partnership, a deal, a one-off with New Japan? Like, does Noah have that that stature? And I think it's kind of hard to say in the past two years who has what stature in Japan and Japanese pro wrestling. Um, no. I mean, I, I, I think they do. I mean, I don't want to, here's what this way. I don't think it makes it look, I don't think new Japan looks like Bush league. If they have this partnership, this one-off show, this, whatever. Um, and I think it helps. Look, how many of our listeners, honestly, give me a percentage. Watch Noah on a consistent basis. I would say very few, right? You think? I don't know. I mean, our Discord people seem quite keen on Noah. Okay. Every time there's a Noah event, there's big buzz in our Discord. So just taking that as a sample size, um, I mean, the, the voices of wrestling people who are into New Japan are also quite into Noah as well. So I think there's there might be a bigger crossover than you think. Okay. Um, Cola Blue says, will you guys be watching any Noah matches in the lead up to Wrestle Kingdom Night 3? I'd love to hear Joel and Damon's deep dive on the Noah roster episode. <sighs> it's so I know like neither of us have really been no. following it or watching it. I'll tell you, the last Noah event I saw was when I was in Japan. It was like the, <laughs> the, that was the last time I saw a Noah event was live. Um, so yeah, I would have to do, I would have to do some serious brush up. Um, to 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 get back into the swing of things there, um, I think I, honestly I think I kind of fell off after Muda won, like after Muda won the title, I was kind of left a little like wow wait we're going back to the future here are we? Um, that kind of I want to say it turned me off, 
but I don't, I think I, look, I think I, there's a lot of things in pro wrestling that I've kind of disconnected from. Um, that helped make that. And I don't even think it was just a conscious. Uh, I, I, I think you're being really unfair on this, David, because, you, you know, you, a lot of people doubted when Muta uh, won the title, but it's a long-term story. The whole the whole point of that was, yeah, you give the title to the old fading star, but eventually at the end of his run, he was there to uh, put over up-and-coming young star uh, Naomichi Marafuji, who's 42 <laughs> years old. So <laughs> we were all wrong about that. He's, he's, he cares about the next generation, David. <laughs> I was really, I was really enthralled by your take there, and then you gave me the old, you hit me right in the, in the kidney with that one. You gave me a little jab right in the kidney. Um, look, there are people that are much more knowledgeable about Noah, so yeah, I'll have to do a little, a little brush up. I, I will. So here's the thing: help our listeners, help everybody, because, because again, our, I think our Discord is they're hardcore. You know what I mean? Like they're hardcore pro wrestling fans and they watch, I'm not saying they watch everything, but they watch more than the average fan. Uh, You know, let's put it this way. Of the people who did the show last week, how many of those people are active Noah watchers? I don't want to speak for them, but I don't think many. Mm, yeah, you could be right. right? Can I, I also say, if you, if you want an invite to the Discord, send me a private message on Twitter and I'll hook you up. Who, me? <laughs> no, <laughs> listeners. I'll, I'll throw that thing right in the fucking chat. <laughs> You're not allowed in. I'm not I'm giving not you one. In. I'm banned. I banned myself. All right, so what else we got? Uh, so Multiverse A says, on Wrestling Observer Live today, the idea of Okada versus Nakajima main eventing night two of WrestleKingdom was brought up as a cool but unlikely idea if Osprey and Ibushi are both unavailable. Do you think we'll see Noah guys on night one or two of WrestleKingdom now due to the current situation? I don't think no. so. I think they, they have enough domestic talent and people that could and would return who already have visas to fill out two nights. I think the Noah stuff will be night three. And you want to keep that night three special, right? You don't want to litter... You know, you don't want to dilute the specialness of that one show by having them scattered about, you know, third match in on night two of the Dome. You know, well, what's the point? Keep that special. Keep it separate. Okay, I would like to talk about the most recent episode of New Japan Strong, which was the taping that you were at, so the, the 2300 arena. Yeah. So, of course, you have actually seen these matches. Uh, first one was Jonathan Gresham defeating Alex Coglin. This one, I, I enjoyed it a lot. It's very different. It had that feel of like a, an ROH pure rules match, just like very clean grappling. And I hope we get to see a lot more of Jonathan Gresham in Strong. I know he's got a match with Gabe Kidd coming up. And I thought the finish was really good with Coglin just getting caught out with a flash pin. And then he was just like immediately jumping up and getting in the ref's face to protest. So it, it kept him looking strong in spite of the defeat. So this was a, a really a different and interesting match that I enjoyed a lot. The second match was the 10-man tag with DKC, Narita, Fredericks, Rocky, and Fred Rosser team defeating Team Filthy. Uh, well, it was by disqualification, actually. Yep. And this one, I mean, Team Filthy, they're such a weird bunch of misfits, but they're incredibly fun to watch. Like, they're having a blast out there. Uh, and I keep saying it, they are the MVPs of Strong by yeah. Country Mile. And, and I thought this match was a really great showcase for angry Fred Rosser. Like this, this Tom Lawler feud has really lit a fire under him and made him really just very, very compelling to watch. Like, uh, did you catch the promo where he was so 
so angry and so raw with his comments that they actually muted him in the middle of the promo. It's hilarious. <laughs> wow. Um, and we have Black Tiger, uh, which was Ricky Reyes. Yeah. Any Lucha Underground watchers will know him as Cortez Castro. Looks like he's going to be having a little program with Rocky Romero. And it was actually, it was really good to hear Tom Lawler cutting a promo in front of a real crowd and the fans shouting, you know, shut the fuck up at him, calling Fred Ross a Darren. I'm, I'm, I'm really looking forward to this match. I know they've wrestled before and it was very good, but with the, the strong title on the line, I think Fred Ross against Tom Lawler is one of, if not the hottest feud in the, the company as a whole. You know, in Japan or the States, I think they've done a tremendous job building this one up. Yeah, yeah. You, nobody's complaining about the job that they're doing building up this feud. Um, I, I was going to say, are we doing an award show? Because if they, if we had a feud of the year, that might win. Like <laughs> just the build to this. Uh, did did the hair eating get 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 uh, broadcasted? Was there? Did you see it? Was that in this match? Or was it a pre? I think no, that must have been an, an older match. It might have been. I think they old. showed it in this one. He was already had his head shaved. Okay, and yeah. Tom Lawler had some sort of accessory made, made out of his <laughs> yeah. shaved hair. So. Yeah, yeah, that's gross. I can't stand people touching other people's hair. Like, ugh, that's so. Oh, it skis me out so much. And then he ate it. I swear, I thought I was going to vomit right there. I thought I was going to fucking puke right there. Um. Yep, feud of the year. I, I would have no problem with that. Are we doing an award show? Yeah, it's, it's coming it, we up to do it the now. time, isn't it? We need to we need to get our skates on with that. Yeah, we have a month, right? Yeah, we have a month. All right, all right. So we got to do we got to do that. We can't we can't not do it. Like I feel no, weird. we have to we have to. Yeah, I feel weird. It's hard, it's a hard year to judge. I think, but we can't. We we got to be consistent. We gotta we gotta we gotta do it. So. I don't know who we who, I don't know who we contact for that, but, but let's get that rock and roll. Comms Pete, I'll be in touch. Oh, um, yeah. So the third match, we had uh, Stray Dog Army against Violence Unlimited. Stray Dog Army, they're my favourite mid card act. Yeah, They've given a lot of uh, just something a little bit of extra spice to the these sort of mid card matches in Strong. And I think Barrett Brown is a really talented wrestler. I think he's going to do great in New Japan. And the, the, as a whole, this unit made Violence Unlimited look. Terrific. There was that awesome finish with like the triple pile drivers yeah. in the middle of the ring. That's, that looks sick. And really, just look really dominant there. And I know Chris Dickinson's going to be on the sh- shelf for a while. We you know, hope he gets well soon. Uh, but they look great here. And I think a large part of that was due to uh, Stray Dog Army making them look good. Yeah. And main event, we had the Philadelphia Street Fight. Suzuki and Archer defeating Moxley and Kingston. I didn't love this one. I know this is sacrilege to say I don't love Eddie Kingston. I can see why people like him, but personally, I don't have any emotional investment with him as a character, so uh, I can't really get into the matches. This was just basically a walk and brawl. Um, But two things I liked about it. One was Suzuki doing the little bow and quote-unquote sheathing the kendo stick. I laugh when he did that. And also... John Moxley bringing out the door, the forbidden door. I mean, this is basically a one gag match with <laughs> busting. <laughs> is it Lance, Lance Archer? He did the, the double drop kick through the forbidden door. So that was very funny. But for the match itself, it was okay. It was I fun. like Eddie Kingston a lot. Um, I mean, he's a guy I've seen a trillion times all throughout the Northeast. I I think one of the things I love, I like his promos. I just like the way he conducts himself with his promos. Um, 
Yeah, I, I would agree with you, actually. He did a very short promo for his upcoming match with Gay Kids. It was only about like 15 seconds long, but it was great. As far as 15-second long promos go, it's really good. Yeah, I think he's he's outstanding doing that. Um, and uh, I, I think a lot of my my liking of Eddie Kingston it has to do with, again, the guy pretty much was a local made-it story. You know, it's it's... He's a guy that, let's be truthful, in many ways, he wasn't. He's not supposed to be where he's at, right? Um, and that's not to say he hasn't worked hard to get where he is. But you know that one. I think he even wrote about it, if I'm not mistaken, recently, where it was just that one promo on Cody Rhodes, and Cody Rhodes liked it, and AEW brought him in, and away you go. Um, and and a spotlight was shine has been shined shun, shined on a guy who is very talented uh, that probably wouldn't have that spotlight shined on him if not just by luck and being at the right place at the right time and and the the, the talent that he brings to the table the match itself I look there's nothing worse than paying money for for a ticket and again I I was credentialed because I'm a fancy broadcaster. Uh, but if I paid for that ticket and half the match is outside and I got to watch it on a fucking jumbo trunk, that's, I, I hate that. God almighty. Do I hate that? Um, all right. Aside from it, you brought up the name Chris Dickinson. Joel, I got a problem. I got a little bit of a, I got a little bit of a sore spot and it has to do with pro wrestling in general. Correct me if I'm wrong. There is a GoFundMe to help pay for this guy's medical expenses. Am I wrong in that? Did I hear that wrong? Uh, no, that's correct. That is correct. Now, I'm not going to tell people how to spend their money, but I would encourage you, if you have the extra money, please donate. Why is it necessary that a guy who has spent so much time, given so much, and again, I don't know if New Japan is helping in any way, shape, or form. Let, let, me, let me be clear on that. But the fact that the guy has to have a fucking GoFundMe is preposterous to me. Can you imagine any other sport, any other league, any other uh, where – an athlete would have to be like, well, I need, I, I need help from the from the from the public to pay for my rehab and my bills while I rehab because pro wrestling is such a fucking ridiculously weird thing. Like that, I saw that, and I got to be honest with you, I my stomach kind of turned a little bit. Like my god, the fact that this guy has to like. Again, I don't know if New Japan has written any checks. I don't know, whatever. But again, it just I just needed to get that off my chest. That, And again... Like, I, I should say, actually, uh, New Japan did release a t-shirt of his oh. um, in the, the New Japan shop saying all proceeds will go towards cost oh. of living expenses for Chris while he rehabs his injury. So there's a t-shirt at least. Great. <laughs> Great. Again, I don't know 
behind the scenes, whatever. I just, I wish it was, I wish, I wish we didn't have to, I didn't have to get that off my chest. Let's put it that way. I wish I didn't have to get it off my chest. Yeah, agreed. I think it would be a better world if the, the companies could take care of their uh, employees or their independent contractors, whatever we're calling yeah. it. Um, we have some interesting lineups coming up for, first of all, Detonation, which is Friday, December the 3rd. We have Alex Coughlin in a singles match against Josh Barnett, which I'm really excited wow, about. Yeah. That should be a lot of fun. Leo Rush and Adrian Quest against Bateman and Mysterioso. The newly signed, or I don't know if he is signed, but uh, Jonah, formerly Jonah Rock. Uh, what was his name in NXT? can't even remember. <laughs> shows how memorable it was. I don't remember. Uh, against uh, Lucas Riley and then Yuya Uemura and Alex Zane against Hikaleo and Jay White. So, yeah, very much looking forward to that Coughlin-Barnett fight and also seeing Jonah. Um, I don't know a great deal about Lucas Riley, but I think Jonah is a really good signing for New Japan. I'm excited to see what he could do there. And there's also going to be a New Japan strong taping under the name Nemesis on Thursday, December the 9th. So here we've got Coughlin against JR Kratos. They've been the highlight of a lot of these multi-man tags when they go at it together. Lucas Riley against Royce Isaacs. Jordan Clearwater and Clark Connors against Hikaleo and Chris Bay. Juice Robinson against Bad Dude Tito. I'm sorry? Kevin Knight and Bad Dude Tito. Are you not familiar with Bad Dude Tito? I'm sorry. Uh, Bad Dude Tito? Yes. I don't know who that is. I don't I know who that is. But when I saw that, I initially my mind went to Tito Ortiz, but it's not Tito Ortiz. Mine went to Tito Santana. No. <laughs> All right, now wait. Uh, uh, we're not going. We can't just blow this off. Bad what? Bad what? Bad dude, Tito. All right, I'm going to use my Google machine. Tito Escondido. I have an Instagram. Oh, bad dude, Tito. Championship wrestling from Hollywood, California. All right, so let's uh, see. We got bad dude, Tito. Looks like a uh, bad dude. He uh, is listed as six one two forty five from Los Angeles, California. His signature move is the Peacemaker. Uh, he has one vote on cage match. An 8 out of 10. Yep. Yeah. All right. So he looks like a bad dude. Not going to lie. So uh, he looks like a California guy that they're going to bring in for these New Japan shows. So good for him. Get a little shot. Uh, Tito. Yeah, let me see what Tito's got on cage. Yeah, I don't have. There's not much here. Matches. Let's look here. <laughs> As I do it out loud. Yeah, he's mostly California. Uh, he's wrestled Chris Dickinson a couple times, it looks like, for GCW. Uh, yeah, I have to check him out. All right. I, again, I, I'm, I'm not familiar with him, but we'll uh, we'll do our best to take a look and uh, see what we can find for him. Yeah, also on this taping, we've got Kevin Knight and Carl Fredericks against Mysterioso and Bateman. We've got the DKC versus TJP. Brody King versus Dave Dutra. Dave Dutra. I don't know how to pronounce that. Uh, Aria Daivari against Alex Zane. David Finley versus Jonah, which I think that'll be a lot of fun. Looking forward to that one. Christopher Daniels versus Jay White and Gabe Kidd against Eddie Kingston. So that's in no particular order. But uh, yeah, quite a, a few interesting matches there for those tapings. Well, let me tell you something, bad dude, y'all. <laughs> bad dude. Now, now I got bad dude in my head. I'm going to call you bad dude, y'all. Do you mind? Oh, I, like yeah, I like it. I like it. Yeah. 
Bad dude. All right. I'm looking at more. I'm, I'm very interested in bad dude. Bad dude. <laughs> you really can't ever. get over bad dude Tito. I, I just, <laughs> Who'd have thought bad dude Tito would derail this podcast? Of all the air, put us off the rails. Bad dude Tito. All right. Very good. Uh, what else we got? I mean, uh, you got to go to work soon. Uh, I got to eat yeah, dinner. What I are do. we doing? Okay. Well, one more thing. Eric says, is it unfortunately safe to assume all those pictured in this promo for a US event a week after Wrestle Kingdom Probably won't be at Wrestle Kingdom. So this is for New Beginning USA. And in this picture, we've got Clark Connors, David Finley, Fred Rosser, Juice Robinson, Jay White, Brody King, TJP, and El Phantasma. Yeah. So do you think that means none of those guys are going to be at Wrestle Kingdom? I'm going to say yes. I, I think, you know, gun to my head, I don't think we see any of those people at Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah, I, I, would, I would go highly unlikely. Highly unlikely. Man, they got a quarantine over Christmas, don't they? I mean, I guess there's worse yeah, places. Yeah, I think it had gone down to 10 days, but I think it's back up to 14 now. Christ. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I think uh, Filthy Tom, I think uh, Rosser, I think uh, I think that whole entire strong roster is going to be uh, – they'll be in L.A. for the holidays, uh, sadly to say. Okay, well, that'll do. Like you said, I need to get dressed and go to work. So <laughs> redcircle.com forward slash shows forward slash super dash j dash cast if you want to throw some money our way. We very much appreciate it. Discord link. You can send a private message to me on Twitter and I will hook you up with the Discord link. At Cobra Kawaii and prowrestlingtees.com forward slash super jcast if you want to get one of our t-shirts in time for Christmas. You can make a wonderful gift for yourself or someone you love uh, big thank you to editor Dan you can find him on Twitter at LousyHero219 subscribe to the Voices of Wrestling podcast network for other great shows give us a five snake review on iTunes follow us on Twitter at the Super J thank you everybody for listening and goodbye goodbye